Creed 3 trailer, y'all. And the franchise without Sylvester Stallone, at least for now. I've got Zaki Hassan. Let's chat. Everybody, come on. Let's get down. Get down. Isn't that music great? I love it. Freak bass, my friend. Thank you. So, so awesome. Anyway, Zaki Hassan, uh, professor, film critic, San Francisco Chronicle. What else? Yeah. What else? What else do people need to know about you? You're my friend. Uh, uh, that, that's the most important thing. Friend to Rick. That's top of the CV. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, looking at our beards, we're middle-aged friends from work. We were talking about that off, off mic. We, we've known each other a long time. Anyway, I've got my friend Zachy Son. This is Rick Shu, friends from work. I'm hosting this episode. Brian Chatlin and Courtney Cheek have the night off. And uh, the aforementioned Zachy's here uh, with me. And Zachy, you and I, uh, back in the day, have done podcasts together about the Rocky franchise. We and have. We, we have. And we are both uh, passionate supporters of said franchise. And as you know, Michael B. George's make, making his, is, is it his directorial debut? Yeah. Period, right? I mean, not yeah, just in the franchise, yeah. but period. Okay. Quite a heavy thing he's taking on, right? Creed three yeah. and without Sylvester Stallone. So I want to I want to get to that in a moment, but I want to set up the trailer that we can watch in the last show that Bob Seska and Freak Bass and you and I did together. I did not have the sound on, so let's make sure that doesn't happen this time. Let's just watch this new trailer and just uh, kind of go from there and see what's uh kind of what we think, and we can talk about it as it's playing as well. So here we go. So that should, this should do it. Zachy, do you hear that? I do. Nice. Okay, here we go. It's kind of, that's an intense moment right there. That's life. Because this is a war. It's a fight. It's a battle. And that's his old trainer's son. So, that's right. How long have you known each other? It was like brothers. That guy's a court of force, man. What's his name again? The actor? Jonathan Majors. He's having yeah, a good year. Yeah, he's an Ant-Man. There may have been a time when David... He was also in Devotion. Oh, Correct, which is excellent. I like how she's having a post Cosby uh, career. I can't lie. Oh, I got locked up. I was a bitch. <laughs> a coward, bro. And a fraud. Try spending half your life in a cell. Watching somebody else live your life. I had to draw the line. Damn. I'm just getting started, little brother. I had to draw the line to my brothers and my enemies. Oh, well, that was a guy that he. I'm coming for it all. It's not going to stop. That was the dude from the first Creed, I think. The one and only Adonis uh, Creed, sure, you're the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Three years ago, it's been a minute since you've been out in these streets. When I walked away from boxing, that was Drago Jr. with some unfinished business. Yeah. You see that man right there? Do you remember him? Hey, hey. No friends in the industry. I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies. A okay. Let us start if you don't want to keep it wrapped. Yeah, you hit us up and now we owe you something back. Don't let him destroy everything you've built. 
everything we've built. He's so good. You are the boxing. I need you to start fighting. It looks like no joke. What do you think? I'm I'm just glad to be back in this world. You know, I, I think uh, the fact that we're now up to the third creed kind of it's it's appropriate in that Adonis has established himself as his own man in the world of the films, but the films itself have now been established as its own thing. You know, I mean, there is no Sly Stallone in this, and obviously there's something possibly contentious about that. But regardless, uh, I you know, I want to see this because I am invested in Adonis and his journey. Correct. And I don't mind uh, Rocky having, you know, his, his own stories going off off camera. I certainly would prefer that over, I've said this before, over, over uh, watching Rocky die at some point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. I want him to just be living his happy ending. And if we never see him again, that's fine with me. And he's in Canada, right? He's in Vancouver with his son. Is that where I, believe, I I believe so, right? I think he says that in in Creed in the first Creed, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's hone in on that for just a second. Sort of address the eight hundred pound grill on the room when it comes to one of the the topics of this show. I, I I sent over to you was the franchise moving forward, generally speaking, right? And then also without Stallone, and you made an interesting point that you're here for this film to see Adonis to see Creed. And the fact that Stallone's not in it isn't deterring you from this film because now you've invested in him, which I guess is the point of Michael B. Jordan and uh, and the filmmakers, right? That yeah. this kind of needs to stand on its own. Is that fair to say? Is that sort of what they're trying to accomplish with this? Oh, absolutely. And and I mean that that had to have been the goal from the start. Uh, even if I mean, again, at some point they were going to have to get to a place where. Rocky is not a continuing part of the story. And again, I say that because, because if you follow the Rocky trajectory, then, then he has to separate from his trainer. Like that's the final sort of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the growth that he has to endure. Right. And so that I, going back to what I was saying earlier, like I didn't want to see what happened to Mickey. I, I'm like, my heart cannot take that. That's a great, (laughs) Great point. And man, that's a great scene. And I think it's that scene for me, Mickey's death in Rocky three, which is a very underrated. It's so eighties and cartoonish and over the top to a lot of people. And those things are true, but I, I, it's personally one of my top favorites. I think it's a beautiful film. And that scene where Mickey dies, that's a hard, that's a hard watch. Um, And, you know, you and I have a big heart for Burgess Meredith also because he was the, original penguin in the Batman TV series. Not a lot of people know that. That's a fun fact of uh, American pop culture is, uh, well, wow, to play the penguin and then play Mickey. Pretty crazy. And obviously the man had a career outside of that, but neither here or there, but you don't want to see him die. Like you did making quite, we certainly don't want to see him die. Like we saw Apollo die, which, uh, yeah, right. Which he has expressed regret for. And that's something else I want to, come back around to to the Rocky Ford director's cut. But honing back in on this uh, specifically about Creed 3, so Sly's on it. And, and I think that in terms of the things that are contentious, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I, I don't think it's necessarily that he's not involved in Creed 3 per se, that I think that 
he's a hell of a storyteller and writer and director in his own right. I think he knows how best to serve the story. It's one of the reasons he didn't have Talia Shire return for Rocky Balboa. That film wouldn't have worked with Adrian in yeah. it, I think, right? It just it was time to breathe and and sort of have her loss be a catalyst for certain things that transpired in that film. That's right. Yeah, but in terms of um in in terms of the franchise and his issues, I think more to do with Aaron Winkler and, and company. Is that right? Just kind of wanting the rights to Rocky. Yeah, but, but I think I think Creed factors into that as well because I I mean he he had said when Creed two came out that he was that was his swan song right I mean he 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 said as much and uh, so I I wasn't expecting him to come back for this one but I my assumption all along was like he's at least he's kind of like go with god you know i've 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 set you on your way little boat now you know uh but from certain comments it seems like he he has some so, i don't know if resentment is the right word but he i mean he he's he said well i wouldn't have done it the way they're doing it or some something to that effect and with regards to creed 3 and so that tells me that well there's there's something there's some some issue there and i don't i don't know if this is you know stallone and uh, michael b jordan i think i think it's sort of on more on the production level but i i would imagine that maybe you know i i think he's seeing that the rocky franchise is about to be no longer the rocky franchise exclusively you know and and i think he's gonna have to have to go on his own sort of emotional journey with that yeah and there was and and, but, and and sorry i don't mean to cut but just no, no, to go clear, ahead. i think he's uh I think he's absolutely uh, right to say, "Hey, like, give me, let me own a piece of this." I don't think that's an at all unreasonable thing that he uh, has been, you know, really stumping for, because there is no Rocky without him, obviously. And so, if he feels wronged in some way, I think the least the rights holders can do is, is look after him. Yeah, I, I agree. And obviously, we don't know all the the business ins and outs of it, but I do know that there was a. Um mumblings about a possible Drago spinoff of some sort. Mm -hmm. And I know that publicly Dolph Lundgren had to essentially apologize to Stallone in a sense on Instagram. And that got yeah. really weird too. That's and right. uh, that, you know, my, you know, from Stallone's perspective, his buddy that he gave his career to that launched his career for him is going behind my bag. This is Stallone speaking and I'm paraphrasing here. Right. But essentially saying that, that he's going behind my back and accepting this role and I haven't approved it. So it's hard for me as a fan of him because obviously, like you said, this Rocky is Stallone. This franchise is his. He was the <laughs> the writer. He directed the majority of these films uh, when you look at the totality of the franchise. I guess that's technically true because he directed two, three, four. In a sense, he directed at least probably 25% of five. Um, just because I know Alveston, uh, am I pronouncing that right? Is it Alveston? Avildsen, Javison, yeah, he I know had issues with the changes that Stallone wanted to make. Um, at least that's the rumor. Um, so, and then obviously Ryan Coogler steps stepped in to do the first Creed, and um, and you know, speaking of him, you know, he went to Stallone uh, partially, probably out of, probably out of professional courtesy, but also he needed him in the story, and Stallone worked as a de facto. Um, consultant and, and fight coordinator for those first two Creed films. So his absence just isn't Rocky. Well, and he, and he wrote the second one. He, he co-wrote the second one. He co-wrote Creed 2. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, I didn't even think about that. Even he's even, you know, he's even in it more than I was thinking. So yeah, his he's, pre- a, he's a, pro- he's a producer on both of them. I, I don't know if he's a producer on the third one. I, I would think probably, but I, I genuinely don't know, but he's definitely a producer on the first two. Yeah. So his, his presence will be missed now based off what you're looking at right now. Does that, does this trailer seem to, uh, well, you've answered it already in a sense, but removing yourself from the history of this as a fan, if that's possible to do, how does this look just as a standalone piece of cinema to you? Well, it, it looks like a, a, a worthwhile progression of the story, right? Which is kind of the key thing because this is the dilemma that the, the, the Rocky films faced the further along they went is that with each success, it becomes harder to justify this guy getting into the ring and getting the, the crap kicked out of him, right? And, you know, with with the, with number three, I mean, when you think about it, number three was a good place to, for the character. I mean, I mean, Rocky three was a good place to leave the character. And they had to contrive this uh, Russian, you know, they had to contrive a an in-story reason, like my friend died, I have to avenge him and this whole thing, which which is kind of, it's it's preposterous. You know, we love Rocky IV uh, because it's preposterous, but you take sort of the high level, it is absolutely uh, ridiculous, right? And so with this, they're kind of, you know, there there's this in-story, and it's kind of interesting because uh, Jonathan Major's character, and I, I, don't, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he is in essence, in essence, he's Clubber Lang. He's Clubber Lang with a history right. with Adonis. With the history. Right. But, but right. it's that same idea, right? Like, it, yeah. oh, I'm the one who's like ground level. I've worked my way up from the streets and you're rich and, you know, soft. Right. Right. And per that, per that trailer, you know, he's been, Adonis is retired, which is smart. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's so funny because because the Rocky films convince us that this is like gladiatorial combat, right? And it's like, well, no, in actuality, this is prize fighting. They rarely, go, you know, they don't last for round after round after round. No. You know? <laughs> no. And there's no exhibition bout in Vegas where someone would be getting the living hell beat out of them. That's right. And, and they wouldn't be killed stopped. because they won't, they don't want to stop it. It's funny because Rocky Four is truly a pretty ridiculous movie if you think about it. You don't have to think about it very hard. You just painted the picture perfectly for it. I still love it. I still think Rocky Three is a better film, but Rocky Four works you know, in Rick, many what, ways. One thing I say, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you, you'll appreciate you'll appreciate the the parallel. Sure. I think it's, what, oh, what we're, I often, we're we're overlapping here. What I often say is Rocky Three is to Rocky Four what batman forever is to batman and robin and what i mean by that is they're both that both in both are instances of they set a certain template and then the next one based on the success of the previous one does the previous thing just more that's a and, fair point and i don't mean in terms of quality because no I, no no i know i know what you mean i know but, what you mean but it's totally it's totally that it's that it's like exactly following those same beats but let's just do let's just do more of that well, even at the end of Rocky Four, to your original point, he's got some of those moments with Drago where he's like, "Come on, hit me!" I mean, you you expect him to say, "My mother hits harder than that," you know, it, you know, at any moment, and and he, and he doesn't, you know, antagonize his his opponents in that same fashion because he didn't do it with Apollo, uh, you know, whatever. So yeah. so yeah, but you know what's funny about that film, as silly as it is, you know, and that's one of the reasons he went back and did the director's cut, which I personally didn't like. 
But I'd like to get your thoughts on that before. It's not that I hated it or anything. I just much prefer the theatrical version. Um, although there's like two things I wish I could take out of the director's cut and put it in, and then it'd be a perfect movie. But you'd leave that robot alone. Um, but, but the fact that Creed, this is a testimony to Creed to sort of come full circle back to Creed is that Creed 2 should not have worked at all. It's, oh my God. So, oh, so... Oh, Jesus Christ. So Apollo's son is not going to fight the Russian son. I mean, gee, <laughs> on the surface, it's the dumb. And I'm watching it in the theater, and I'm like, how is how the fuck is this thing working? <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it works. It It's working, and it did. It worked, and it's a really good movie. It's not as, it's good, as, the, it's not as good as the original Creed, but it didn't need to be. It's good. And the premise was good. I mean, and that scene with Dolph Lundgren and 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 Stallone and his restaurant in um, the restaurant, so good. It's Adrian's. I don't so. have any. I don't have any pictures of that. But but yeah, but that scene where he comes to visit. Oh yeah, that's right. He's having pictures right. of that. Oh, yeah. that's right from the fight. Their fight. He's and it's, and it's their fight. He's not even talking about the fight between him and Drago and Apollo. He's talking about the no. fight between him. Yeah, he didn't. He's that was something around. else. That was something else. That wasn't it, a prize fight, right? Wow. See, and all these things sort of it's it's like Star Wars. Like I will defend this to my dying day. And and I and I understand there's there can be a point of overkill, but overwhelmingly right now, I feel like Star Wars under Lucasfilm under the Disney era is is enhancing and making things better retroactively in a sense. I agree. And I kinda, yeah, and I kind of feel the same way. With with this whole thing with Creed and Creed two, like it it made Rocky four better, and like oh, yeah, that's yeah. that scene where um where Adonis and oh god, what's his love interest his character's name going blank? Bianca. Thank you. When they're sitting in the restaurant bar, or whatever, and he looks up and he's watching clips of his father's fight with Drago on ESPN. I'm going yeah. all of a sudden that's real. So that's that's amazing, and so. But it also still begs the question of how this franchise, this is a very important movie for Michael B. Jordan, because if this film doesn't work, it's probably over. Right. Hmm. And so and by work, it has to be just kind of hit on all cylinders it has to be has does respectful box office has to get good reviews. Does, you know what I'm saying? Just has to do mm -hmm. well and have good, good will to it or, or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it probably will just looking at it. I, I like, what I see, it looks, it looks good. I like that his little girl's older and there's that dynamic. And, um, I, I obviously, you know, though Rocky will be there in the, in the peripheral anyway, they'll, they'll have to reference him and talk about him. Just reference so, him. Well, sorry. and that's, and to that, to that point, right. I like when you think about it, Rocky, they're not going to kill off Rocky off camera. Right. So, right. so Rocky not being in this is like the, safest place for him to be <laughs> yeah oh yeah see. I, they're, they're not gonna be like oh rocky died in between movies anyway like they're not gonna do that yeah right 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 they won't do that they won't do that right there is no are you kidding yeah. i'll tell you why because because this is michael b jordan's directorial debut you think he wants to answer all questions about why'd you kill off rocky well that's a good point i didn't even necessarily mean for this this film but this one does well. Creed four rolls around. Rocky's dead. I can't have that. We can't have that. I, I mean, I don't I, think they would do it off. Camera. I mean, damn it. If they do it, they better have a good scene, at least with Adonis at the graveyard with, you know, he's buried next to Adrian. Yeah. He better put some whiskey on Polly's this is, grave. Too. This is, <laughs> I don't think I don't Rick. I don't think even this is an exaggeration. Rocky is one of the most important characters in movie history. I agree with that. 
they're not going to kill him off off camera. I, in I agree with movies. that. And it's not like he's Harrison Ford where he's just itching to kill off his character. He comes back for Force <laughs> Awakens. He's like, I'm going to come yeah. back, but you let me kill him like I wanted to in Return of the Jedi. So and I, then, hey, I, we, I we, get we, stabbed in the heart, right? And then I fall into the thing, right? <laughs> and then the planet blows up, right? Like, <laughs> but you got to come back as a ghost in Rise of Skywalker. Well, just don't call it a Force ghost because I don't even know what the fuck that is. Because <laughs> I know nothing about the lore or the, or the friend, and I don't care. Hey, do you think that? Do you think that he dies? And this Indiana Jones film, by the way, I, he's alluded to some things. We saw about the final chapter, and d- is he going to kill him off? I mean, I suppose anything is possible. I, my gut says no. I, mm. I mean, I, I'm kind of like, that's not the type of character Indiana Jones is. Like, I don't, I don't. You know, I, I've had this discussion with Brian, my, you know, my my co-host on my show, where I love Brian, like. He's he's a good guy, and and we've talked about this because I'm kind of like Han Solo in the sequel trilogy had he he no longer served the function of being the the locus of the story, mm-hmm. right? So he was invincible in episodes uh, four, five, and six, but now he was a tertiary or a secondary character, right? Top build, secondary character. Indiana Jones is still Indiana Jones, he, you know, and so I'm kind of like, I don't know that audiences want that, you know, I don't, I don't know. No, that's a good point. I would say though, not to get into like the weeds on Star Wars, because you know, you and I will turn this into a four-hour podcast quick if I do that. <laughs> and, and, and I know we, we you we, say we, that like it's a bad thing, <laughs> but um, I would argue though, and I, to your, your, you made your point, your point stance. So I'm not trying to piss on your your point, but I would say, in my personal opinion, that he was more of an of a of a foundation foundational character in the force awakens than he was return of the jedi and uh, i i i agree but 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 he's he's the obi-wan he's the obi-wan in episode four in the force awakens that's that's fair that's fair you're right because indiana jones is top billing it's him but you could do it in a respectful way where maybe he's like look I'm pushing 90. All right. They're going to yeah. talk me into doing one more and I better, I'll be like literally on a walker. I can't let's kill him off. So I don't like, it's almost like his own sense of willpower. Like I'm going to kill him yeah. off just so I don't run into the ground myself. I mean, I, think I mean that, it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm halfway not, joking, but, yeah. but well, I mean, if it's, you know, it, it, they did, did you saw no time to die. Right. I did. You know, the, the way that movie ended, I was not particularly a big fan of, um, not because they did it, but because I was like, you didn't like, we don't watch James Bond movies to see that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make and, sense. And, and there was something very like, you know, cause the credits come up and it's like, James Bond will return. And I'm like, well, so what is this South park? And he's Kenny, you know, like, you know, they did it just so that they could do, okay, we've done that. Now we're going to reboot it. And I think with Indiana Jones, well, they're not going to reboot it certainly right away no they won't <laughs> reboot it there's the, there'll probably be prequels if i had to guess and you know possibly but that has nothing to do with him anyway but your point yeah. stand your your larger point stands in the sense that he probably won't kill him off because he stopped so, billing yeah. but we'll see we'll see man see we could we could get off on a on a on a thing there i was actually texting there, well and, and by the way real quick it, you know, and I don't know if this is considered canon or whatever, but there was the Young Indiana Jones TV series Correct. in the nineties, absolutely, with, there was. With, 
with 90 year old Indy in, in the, in or hundred years old, whatever he was, um, you know, looking back. So, I mean, technically assuming that I don't know what the canon state of those is, he survives into the nineties at least. That's a very good point. And then obviously, well, he's not with us anymore, unfortunately. And it's been some time has passed, but of course, River Phoenix played a young Indy in the last crusade, which is a wonderful opening sequence. I'm, I might add. Well, so coming yeah. back around to the franchise here. So let's, let, let's let, for the time we have left, let's talk about a few bullet points. So we think we have, we have hopes. This, this, this looks, this Creed three looks promising. Uh, I think we both agree that it's probably wise the same way that Stallone kind of had to kill off Polly you know, because killing killed off Adrian first. And then, and then it was interesting. He, you know, I, it was Ryan Coogler who wrote that, but I'm assuming he got Stallone's permission to do that, yeah. at least from yeah. a gentleman's courtesy standpoint, maybe he didn't have to legally do that, but he did, which is great. Well, I, but, you know, initially Stallone had to be sold on giving Rocky cancer. And Stallone was like, well, what if like Polly has cancer or something, you know? So in other words, it, when the cement was still wet, Paulie was at least in the mix, you know, and I think that's kind of interesting that Kugler pushed him to say, no, this is a worthwhile journey to take this character on. And it, you know, it, it worked out to the tune of an Oscar nomination for him. So obviously that, that was a smart choice, but, but I think, I think Stallone himself went on this journey of having to go from, you know, the, the guy at the top of the bill to second chair, third chair, you know, man, tell you his performance in creed he was great in creed too so i'm gonna take away from that that's that's the best performance of his career in my view it's fantastic it's so good it is so good so the the franchise can survive without him i don't and by the way just because he's this is kind of to a larger point you've made in in terms of them, them not killing him off and it doesn't mean that he can't return in some capacity, yeah. but it's like letting it breathe. I, I think about another uh, pop cultural thing that you and I love, which is Frasier. Correct? Yeah. You were you, you liked Frasier, right? Love Frasier. I thought you did. That's right. I was sitting there going, "Please tell me I'm not confusing with somebody." You love Frasier. And <laughs> cheers and Frasier. That's uh, cheers and Frasier. I know, right? And we'll have to podcast when his and, and he's the, back in Boston. By the uh, way, the, that's crazy to me. And what was great about that show, if you remember, is that he didn't start bringing Cheers characters on until like season two or three, when it was already established and season kicking two, ass and taking names. Sam, yeah. Sam and, other, and, and other than were, other than Lilith in the first season, but yes, yeah, yeah, but that and, and I and I guess that technically counts, but that's his ex-wife, and they have a kid, so that that's not the same thing as bringing yeah. you know Norm from Boston or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe there can be can we can tie that in a little bit in terms of just the mentality that perhaps. Creed three works and, you know, and then he does it because when you don't need him and it doesn't look like a desperate uh, attempt at, you know, trying to revive something, that's when shit really works. Right. Yeah. You know, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield didn't come in and save the Spider-Man franchise. It was kicking ass and taking names despite yeah. what anybody thinks of the MCU Spider-Man. Those first two films were were fantastic, uh, did great the box office, Goodwill. I mean, it was, you know, it was working. And so that's when things to me work the best is when you don't expect it because it's not, it's not one of those things like, oh man, this thing's bombing. Watch, they're going to bring Stallone back to try to save this shit. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's, it's working. And guess what? He's going to come back anyway, because, because he can, (laughs) and you know, it's, it it can be a great thing. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. So we'll have to talk again. Please come back on our show. 
and we're gonna have Ryan Haas on that episode for sure. And Aaron, you know, um, we'll, we'll all talk about Creed three. Um, but let's 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 kind of turn the page a little bit here. Stay on the franchise for a second, and let's talk about the Rocky Four director's cut. Do you, do you mind? If we do that for a few minutes. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So we just because I haven't ever, I don't think I've ever said anything on the record about it. And to my knowledge, I don't know what, even how you feel about it. Oddly enough, uh, what did you think of that? Did you like it? I, I did like it, but I liked it with an asterisk, which is that. Uh, I think I think uh, from a tonal perspective, it fits better with sort of the the body of the franchise because because Rocky Four theatrical cut was always kind of an odd man out uh, because he really MTV'd it up right and so I look at it in terms of well I see what what he was going for and I, I appreciate it. I think I think I think uh, I think the the editorial choices he made were very strong. Uh, however, all that being said, the version of Rocky Four I'm I'm always going to watch is going to be the, the theatrical cut because that's, I think, I think I can't disconnect my, my emotional attachment to the way, I mean, I know every cut. Right. Of, right. You know, I know every, I know every, 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 every beat, every, right. Everything. And so, so I appreciate rock. I think, I think, let me put this. I think Rocky for the director's cut is a good movie and I appreciate it. Not as a novelty, like the, Richard Donner edit of Superman two or something. I think I think it is a good movie. I think I think he was, I think I think the scene that he at the for me the biggest addition that that I found meaningful was was uh, not even so much the 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 um, you know the new intro where it's much more tracking you know Rocky and Apollo's friendship that feels very driven by by the Creed franchise. But there's a scene. It's the scene where Rocky and Apollo are talking for the first time. Uh, about the fight, which we, it's just them on their own. They're outside the. They're outside. Mansion, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a that's a really good scene, and and I think that that works. And then there's another scene with Adrian. It's Rocky and Adrian uh, in the kitchen, which I I she's, really like. She's that cooking. Scene. Yeah, that scene didn't work you know? for me. It, it's like it replaced the scene where he gets her the uh, the Cobra bracelet and says "Happy almost anniversary." It's a, I like that scene. And he cut it out for the kitchen scene. I, I, see, I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all. I was just going to say that. I, that's why I don't think I liked it because it replaced a scene that really worked for me. Yeah, he the 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 anniversary scene was nice. I had no problem with it. I think so. It's not really a question of like, oh, I prefer one or the other. I think I liked just sort of the the natural sort of uh, there was something sort of everyday about the conversation in the kitchen. That's just like this is just how they are. They're kind of um goofy with each other without like an an occasion if that makes any sense sure yeah just um, everyday but, life stuff yeah and that, i liked that uh i mean admittedly i haven't seen the the director's kind of a little while but most of the i mean okay well the robot obviously we got rid of the robot <laughs> <laughs> i was pissed about that like that that's a funny hey that's that's a great looking guy polly's looking at his cake that's funny that's a funny scene whatever i mean um, i think the problem with that robot is you're like so is this a self-aware robot <laughs> a number one is it self-aware and b is paulie having sex with this robot like it yeah, raises right. too many questions it does it it, it, it reminds <laughs> me of lando and his droid and solo i can't i can't deal with that <laughs> <That's right. laughs> i'm living um, let live but robots i i draw the line I'm, droids but, I'm i mean not, I, I, he didn't <laughs> i'm matt i'm matt walsh when it comes to droids and i'm just kidding put <laughs> no, but you know what the, yeah. the one change he made at the end is he adds instead of uh in at the very very end in, instead of hearts on fire he plays eye of the tiger and, and and I'm like, no, no, like that. that doesn't work well. And also, okay. I'll, I'll tell you the things that I liked about it. And it was 
the pacing I thought was weird. Uh, I didn't like how certain things were taken out. Like, like, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing three of them out there. Hit the one in the middle. That was gone. And, yeah. you know, but like, all that is because we know that movie so well, though. That's why right? I know. I know. I know. But that's that's the problem, I guess. But but here's what I liked about it is that I liked that. And, and, and by the way, the stuff with he and Adrian and just showing them kind of their day to day life. That's the stuff that works for me in Rocky five, because what works in Rocky five works beautifully. The stuff yeah. that doesn't work, obviously, is problematic. But like just the just the scene where Tommy Morrison, Tommy Gunn shows up for dinner for the and they're eating spaghetti and they're that that scene is so good. Or or or, or the Christmas scene where he comes downstairs and Polly's on the couch going, "Ho ho ho!" It's a ninety proof Santa. All, that showed like just day in the life of the Balboas in a, in a way that we hadn't seen probably since the well ever really in in terms of the kid around because by the time the kid was old enough to talk in Rocky Three, they were you know. So there's there's that, and so that juxtaposition I think is what makes Rocky Five work because it's it took it took this the Superman status of Rocky back down to an everyman status. It was a little contrived, it was forced, but but it also paved the way for Rocky Balboa, which is phenomenal. And then obviously the success of Balboa led to Creed. So it all it all kind of like has its place, right? But to my point of Rocky Four director's cut that I liked, man, the fight with Apollo, that should have been the fight because it shows him. First of all, he gets some good hits in, which yeah. is realistic. Like in the theatrical cut, it's, he's just a powder puff. And I, I understand okay. he's right. Like just instinctly, like a guy that tough and that prize of a fighter, but at least get something in and he got nothing. Yeah. And then that he gets, he even kind of rattles him a little bit and that should have been in place. And then it, I like how subtle it was in the theatrical cut when he talks about, He's like, you know, he always wanted to do things his way. You know, I never understood, but, you know, now I understand. And he, I'll never forget you, Apollo. You know, it's great. Kind of gives me goosebumps thinking about it. It's really beautiful. But I'll tell you, man, the director's cut, when he's talking at the funeral, that's how he starts uh, getting really emotional. That's next level. That's next yeah. level, right? It just is. And kind of honors the character more. And again, retroactively, Creed was able to, to do that. All right, man. So you're going to come well, back and, and talk. Go ahead. And if I can just act, pick up on, on that point. I See, I think when Rocky Four came out, Stallone was moving away from his actorly persona and becoming his action hero persona. Right. And and so, you know, Rocky Four comes out the same year as Rambo uh, 2. And so he's like stoic because that's macho, that's masculine, right? And Rambo two was in eighty seven. Uh, Rambo two was was eighty five, same as Rocky four. I mean, oh my god, it was eighty five. Yeah, you're right. Of course, it was. That was Reagan in the height of. Oh, that's right. Holy shit! Right. Uh, okay, and, go ahead. And, Sorry. Go you ahead. Know, even even Rambo two. You know, it, it, it when you like in Rocky three, oh. he he gets. You know, we talked we talked about it. when Mickey dies. I mean, he's crying right so of course he would cry when apollo dies right and i think i think stallone was sort of like well i can't cry because that's not macho you know i have to be stoic you know and and that's how rambo 2 ends also you know he has this emotional scene and whereas in first blood he has another emotional scene and he's crying in the second uh, rambo he's you know i want our country to love us you know and it's this stoic macho thing and i think that's the reason for that editorial choice. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It is 85. I was in fifth grade. That's right. 
<laughs> I mean, Reagan you know? was still president in 87. I get it. But it was that was at the height of uh, I mean, this is. Yeah, I mean, there, there was five years between Rocky four and Rocky five, you know? Yeah. Rocky five was 90. 90. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe and I remember he's like, it's a Rocky for the 90s. We had like, you know, bad early 90s rap in it, you know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like that commercial rap. It was great hip hop and rap in 90, but it was not stuff on the radio or MTV. Um, <laughs> I lived it. I know. <laughs> Mesquite, Texas. Um, man, and and there's this. It's a fascinating franchise because the 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 slips and the fact that Stallone was given other you know second, third, and fourth chances, like the slips, just end up being the catalyst for something even better. And the thing that was better reinforced and retroactively made the thing that wasn't as great that led to that even better. You know, totally it's like totally Rogue agree. One has somehow made a New Hope better. How I don't know, right? Yeah, but right. Creed two made Rocky four better yeah. and it's weird. And now when I watch Rocky four, I watch it through this, you know, that those, the, the Rocky glasses I put on now have seen Creed one and two a million times. And so that's <laughs> how I process it. Right. It's, and it works and it would be unfortunate if it didn't work. Cause I would have to tune it out and try to ignore that that even existed. And sometimes that happens in our favorite franchises. Let's, let's face it. Like I'm excited for Beverly Hills cup four, but I'm not, I'm also like, please at the very least make me feel like Beverly Hills cup three never existed. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? And uh interesting franchise to choose to make that point, but it's just one fresh in my mind. Um, but anyhow, okay. So just for the audience sake, for perspective here, I, I, I think I know this unless it's changed over the last few years, as you and I last podcast about this rundown and however you want to do it, you want to go down each one and give a grade. I don't care. Just kind of what's your general, three minute overview of the franchise in, in terms of the films that you like the most and, and whatever. I hope that's not too loose, but I'm, I'm trying to make it that way on purpose. <laughs> so you can phrase it how you want to phrase it. Cause I, otherwise I'll go on a scale to one to 10. Give me, you know, I don't want to do that bullshit. Just kind of let it rip. If you don't mind. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I, I, I like them all and that's, uh, I'm not trying to give like a weasel answer, but it's very hard for me to be like, Oh, skip that one. You know, I know, I know there are people that say, Oh, skip five. And I'm like, no, you need five. Cause that you gets, you to, five. That gets yeah. you to six, that gets you to Creed, you know? And, and that's kind of the cool thing. Um, uh, I, th I think, uh, I think one and two make for a great, uh, you know, a one, two punch, so to speak you know because you could end it right there you could end it with the second one um and then three and four make for an interesting uh follow-up to that you know like it, it's almost like you put those two together one and two and three and four and you have two separate movies if that makes sense sure uh i think one and two are very much rooted in the 70s aesthetics uh, approach to storytelling three and four are very 80s uh, it's a great and, point. And then, it's a great right? point. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's a really. I never thought about it in the terms of seventies and eighties. That's a great point. <laughs> and, and and five to me, I'm I've defended it from when it came out. I found it very poignant and and uh, you know it, it it's I think it's there's a little and not to say it's a good comparison, but I think there's a little bit of Last Jedi syndrome going on where people are like I didn't want it to go like that and therefore it's bad i think there's stuff in it that's really good i think the the impetus behind taking rocky back to his roots is is a good one however i i said this earlier on twitter i'm like you can never convince me that rocky balboa who like two-time heavyweight champion he single-handedly defeated communism that 
if he he couldn't sign a few autographs and get back to where he needed to be. You know what I mean? Like, I, you can't convince me that there were not ways other than if you don't fight, you will lose millions of dollars. No, he can be a color commentator on ESPN. He can sell grills for you know. I mean, you know what I mean. He can do stuff. So so that's a conceit that I find preposterous. But despite that, I think where the movie takes us is an interesting journey. And ultimately, this is not a boxing franchise. It's a character franchise. It's about this guy. We we like spending time with him because we love Rocky, right? And so, and certainly, in my opinion, you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down? Come on. That's like one of the all-time great lines in the franchise. That, that, that movie was losing me. I remember seeing it opening night. And uh, I was a freshman in high school. And... Um, and there was moments that worked and didn't what, what I didn't like about that movie, honestly, is I didn't think it, it didn't feel like it was honoring Apollo because it picks up right after the events of Rocky four and Rocky two does that also to be fair, because they're in the hospital, but it, it does jump ahead. But in Rocky five, it's, it's in the locker locker room, the recovery room, whatever it's called. And, um, and then it goes to the press conference and all that was so, I didn't feel like that was the same guy that went over there to avenge his friend. Oh, he, well, like, he got dumber in between, the fight ending and going into the shower to a point of absurdity, right? But once you get past that and he's back on the streets, that's when the movie starts to work and the stuff with his son, which is unfortunate because that's his late son, untimely death, I believe of drugs, sadly. Um, But there's that great scene where he and his son, I remember uh, Siskel and Ebert reviewed that film. I believe they gave it two thumbs up. There was at least one thumbs up. I know, but Roger Ebert talked about, this scene with Stallone and his son and he's, and I know what he, it's, you know, he's, he's in the hat and he's like, you know, you know, I'm sorry I let you down. And when'd you start smoking kid? You know, that, that scene, yeah. a great scene, man. It's and outside. That, I think it's outside the gym or something. Yeah. It's at night. It's after yeah, he, he realizes that Tommy Morrison has Tommy Gunn is Tommy this, Tommy that. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you're losing your family rock. Yeah. Your son. And that's a great scene with Adrian. But no, to that it was smart. It's like, where do you go? Like the that's fact great. that he made that work in Rocky five, we can't have any more Adrian scenes, but anyway, <laughs> it's a beautiful franchise. We both love it. Please come back on and talk about Creed three. When, when it, we actually get oh, to see hey. it. Any yeah. any chance to shoot the breeze with you? You know that. Well, and likewise, I love you, buddy. But spe- spe- specifically, we talk about Rocky. Like you and Ryan and Aaron are my y- y'all are my guys for this 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 topic. <laughs> it's like it's it's ours. We kind of own it, and um, I'm really interested to see how we all feel about it, and, and excited at the same time. All right, man. Let's uh, let's get out of here. It's a Friday night. Um, p- plug away, and then I'll do a little closing statement. And we'll we'll hit the road. Oh, well, uh, again, thank you for having me. Uh, anybody who wants to find me, you can find me. Uh, well, I'm, I'm at the Movie Film Podcast, as my little thing there says. Yeah, that's wherever you get your podcast. You can hear me and my partner, Brian Hall, talk about movies. We do commentary tracks. We just dropped our commentary track for uh, the original Ant-Man, the 2015 Ant-Man. We talked through that. We had some fun there. And uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at Zachy's Corner, that's Z-A-K-I-S Corner. And that's also my website, just com. You can also find my reviews at the San Francisco Chronicle and IGN. That's awesome. And um, we need to do a podcast on just what the hell's going on at Twitter at some point, but that's a conversation for another day. But anyway, I'm Rick Shue from Friends from Work on behalf of myself, Brian Chatlin, and Courtney Cheek. We really appreciate you listening. Follow us everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, subscribe, please. And we're now finally up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever great podcasts can be found. I'm Rick Shue. Thanks, Zachy Hassan. Cree 3 coming out. What's the date on it? Do you know? March 3rd. March 3rd. All right. My freak base, take us out. See ya. 
That wraps up another episode of the Friends from Work Let's Chat podcast. Tune in each week as we discuss all things pop culture, and you may catch a special guest or two. Be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe wherever you get great podcasts. I'm Courtney Cheek, and on behalf of myself, Rick Shu, and Brian Chatlin, we are the Friends from Work. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Freak Face, take us out. Get down.